Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Patrick Kioti makes a special appearance here at the podcast here today as we talk about South Carolina's Pro Day. Broncos GM George Payton going on the road with Christian Parker to take a look at some cornerback prospects as George Payton is putting in the work behind the scenes. Plus, we get Patrick's thoughts on some of the Broncos moves here in free agency, Philip Lindsay's departure. Patrick's been a stable part of the show, so we're going to get him in the mix on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. And today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there at Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. I'll tell you about today's matchup in Built Bar Madness in just a moment. But Patrick, my friend, it's been so long. I feel like it's been forever. Nice hairstyle. I can see you here on camera. The listeners of the show, they can't see your hair, but they're missing out on that. I know you've been busy coaching high school football, man. How's the squad looking? How you doing? Oh, you know, it, it's, it's a weird season. Um, you know, we didn't kind of it was kind of similar to the nfl season right like we didn't get a whole whole lot of time to prepare in the off season it was all kind of rushed uh we're having to play like some of the best teams in the state of washington so uh you know these kids are out here competing every week getting better every week uh day by day is is kind of our motto and uh they're looking good we the future's looking bright uh we're we're gonna finish up our season here in a couple weeks and then uh actually start for fall in the next coming months. So uh, really excited. I'm really happy to be back. I'm really happy that you complimented my hair. Uh, it's it's good <laughs> that somebody noticed. Uh, no, but Mario's no, man, dilly bar, man. I, <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm sure he would be clowning me for, for the hair choice here, but not for the sweatshirt choice. So uh, I'm really excited to be back. I'm really excited to talk some Broncos football. So let's get to it. Absolutely. And, I, and by the way, I'm looking forward to getting my uh, Justin Simmons Vitanzi Therapy, Justin Simmons Foundation orange hoodie in soon. It's going to be in the next two weeks. Uh, if you guys want to help out, obviously go to Mile High Mario on Twitter. He's got links to what he's doing in terms of giving back towards autism awareness and, and a lot of other things too. Cancer awareness, doing a lot of great stuff there. And obviously we'll, we'll look forward to Mario joining us here. But uh, Patrick, let's get into the conversation right here. Our Broncos news and notes to start off today's episode of the show. Broncos GM George Payton and DB coach Christian Parker they were on the road for pro days, and they attended South Carolina, where there is a specific pros, uh, prospect there in J.C. Horn, obviously the the son of Joe Horn. And I tell you what, he is an athletic specimen. When you watch his tape, he stands out. He's one of those guys I feel like will be a number one cornerback. And I know that Denver, they went out, they got Kyle Fuller, they got Ronald Darby. It would be so hard, in my opinion, if he's available and you know he's going to be taking the next couple of spots after you. It would be so hard, in my opinion, if I'm the Broncos to say, hey, we can't draft him. We're going to draft somebody else. I would be very hard-pressed to draft him because, look, Kyle Fuller's got a one-year deal. Bryce Callen's going to be a free agent. Cornerback looks nice so far this year, but Denver's going to need it next year as well. Yeah, I think that, you know, going into this draft, you always have to look for the future, right? Not just immediate need. Um, like you said, Bryce Callahan is going to be a free agent, probably might be back maybe, but his health concerns, he's not going to be back on a long-term deal. Uh, Kyle Fuller signing a one-year deal. You know, maybe he, maybe they sign him to a long-term deal next year. Maybe not. Uh, but 
the only corner that they have long-term past this season really is uh, Ronald Darby and then Michael Ojemudia, obviously, who was a rookie last year. So going forward, you're going to need someone who can take over for that number one cornerback spot. Ronald Darby's uh, health history doesn't really, uh, it, it doesn't really fit that whole, you know, picture. Uh, but I think it, when you're going into this draft and you're looking at the positions that you need for the future, not just now, JC Horn is one of those guys that obviously stands out. He's a big, sizable corner. He's a bully at the uh, at the line of scrimmage. And he's a guy that could possibly fit in this system. I mean, he is athletic. <laughs> athletic <laughs> as all hell. I mean, there, there was a lot of talk about him possibly being slower, you know, maybe not having as uh, as agile hips. And, and yeah, we didn't see those agility scores yet. Um, but overall, I mean, the speed is there. A shocking speed, really. I didn't think that he was going to run under a 4-4. Um, and, and he blew me away. I think the first time that he ran when he was training was a 4-3-8. And then to, to have him run a 4-3-9, that's incredible. That That's incredible speed for a guy of his size. Um, and, and even for, you know, the other guys, Sertain running a, a 4-4-2 and a 4-4-6, I believe. I mean, that that's blazing speed. Th- those are two guys that they really didn't think were going to run that well. Um, so if he's there, you obviously have to think for the future. And, and it's not a bad thing to do as well. You know, I remember a lot of people saying, oh, Sertain's not fast enough. Well, you know what? Anybody runs a damn 4-4. I mean, how, how often do we talk about we need a linebacker for any NFL team to run a 4-4 so they can contend with this, the modern style of the NFL. 4-4 is fast as hell. 4.39 is crazy. Now, Ras is the relative athletic score. He received a perfect score, 10 out of 10, which is rare. And according to Kent Platt, who operates that analytics system, he says it ranks one out of 1,700 cornerbacks from the time range of 1987 to 2021. That right there is freaking ridiculous. I just watched him do his broad jump, too. That guy is athletic, and look, if I'm Christian Parker, the Broncos cornerback coach, DB coach, and I'm George Payton, I'm like, hey, you got. there's other NFL teams here that are eyeing him, and in my opinion, I actually think J.C. Horn elevated himself to cornerback one this year. I feel like he's going to be the first corner taken off of the board in this year's NFL draft. That might be a bold prediction, but it's there. But you also mentioned Michael Ojemudi having a long-term deal. I wonder if the Broncos are going to focus on maybe transitioning him to safety behind Kareem Jackson this year to learn that position. And then when Kareem's done after the season, he'll be that guy next year. I think that's what's on the table for Denver at this point, because I do think that they will, if Fuller plays to where we can expect it to play, which I put the film review out on YouTube, Cody Rourke NFL on Kyle Fuller. It's literally a half hour long, folks. So be sure to go check that out. But if he plays well, he could find himself in an extension as well. Bryce could obviously be extended as well. So Denver has to really look at the long-term outlook of that position. George Payton has said it. You have to build your team through the NFL draft, not through free agency, right? So Denver filled holes, but now they got to build for the future, which is very exciting. And so Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, we're actually going to put George Payton's moves under the microscope. I haven't had Patrick's feedback. You guys have heard my thoughts on obviously some of the Broncos free agency moves and decisions. We're going to get Pat's coming up here in just a moment, folks. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about the two sponsors of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com and Built Bar. Starting things off with rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. and chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. 
RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. And they have everything you could be looking for, whether it's an engine control module, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com and our good friends over there at built bar folks we've been telling you about built bar for quite some time the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now and built bar is the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100 chocolate on all bars and now it's time to find out which built bar is the best it is built bar madness and today's matchup folks is mint brownie versus coconut puff and the mint brownie you get a little bit of a taste of that mint flavor and a little bit of a blend of that brownie flavor right the brownie is my favorite i'm not much of a mint fan coconut i'm not much of a coconut guy but the puff is kind of this marshmallow blend which makes it a lot easier so for me i'm casting my vote for coconut puff and you guys can go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on twitter to cast your vote today and remember to use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that is locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at builtbar.com and to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar but with that said patrick Let's continue our conversation here today, diving a little bit deeper into George Payton's free agency moves. Let's rewind it back to John Elway, right? There's the there's the rewind sound there. John Elway announces, I will be stepping down as a general manager. I'm going to focus on my role as president of football operations. We're going to begin a new search for GM. If you would have told me, Patrick, that when that moment happened, what was the vibe at that time for the Broncos? You know, what was the fan base like when John Elway was still the GM of the team? I want to get your perspective on that. I mean, <laughs> there was panic, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I mean, people were really concerned about who was going to take that spot. You know, and, and it was really, um, it, it was just really a big question of, of what direction this team is going to go in. And a lot of people were saying, well, no one's going to want to be the GM because we don't have an owner and we don't, you know, Joe Ellis is still in the building and John, John Elway is, you know, it, it, look at how he's run the team for the last 10 years. And, and I think that he and, and, you know, Joe Ellis, I've been, I've been critical of him in the past, and I think a lot of people have. Um, but he and uh, he and Elway and Vic Fangio did a fantastic job with their search. It was very thorough, and I feel like they brought in the absolute best person for this organization. Um, I mean, we talked about it when it happened. I mean, they they brought in a guy who was really really good at what he did in Minnesota. Helped build uh, a team full of you know all pro players and pro bowlers for the last what seven eight years. Um, they've consistently had guys that you know play at very high levels and and. I think that he did a fantastic job this offseason. Um, you know, obviously we're not done yet, but we, we said 1A on the list is is extend Justin Simmons. He got it done. You know, uh, bringing back Shelby Harris. He got it done. Uh, making sure that Von Miller stayed a Bronco at least through 2021. He got it done. So 
I, I think that, you know, he's making the right moves. You know, there's some moves that people aren't really, you know, they're not really high about. And we'll talk about that in a second. But the fact that he was able to, you know, get a get a free agent like Ronald Darby, who, yeah, it doesn't jump off the paper, but it's a good signing. But then he goes out and he gets a, a cornerback one in Kyle Fuller, someone who's been with Vic Fangio before, someone who played his best football under Vic Fangio. That was a home run signing, getting a, a special teams guy in Mike Boone who can be a a good change of pace back in the system. That's a home run. It, it may not seem like it's a home run, but it really is. So he's done a lot of small things, but making sure that he got the homegrown guys and making sure that they stayed, that's an A-plus in my book. I don't care what anybody else says. Well, and if you would have told me, right, or if I would have told you or somebody would have told both of us that the Broncos coming into 2021, they would have Von Miller back, they would have Shelby Harris back, they would have Justin Simmons back, and they would also have Kareem Jackson back, and then they add two premier cornerbacks that are going to change the game. I would have been like, dude, you're crazy. There's no way. How are they financially going to be able to do that? (laughs) But Rich Hurtado, George Payton, those guys have done a really phenomenal job, in my opinion, of coming in and finding a way to utilize the resources. And look, hats off to John Elway, too. John Elway had left his team in a great position financially to be able to go forward and to do these things. Denver right now, they're sitting in a position, they don't really have to go out there and spend any more money, to be honest with you. You need about $9 million for your upcoming draft class, which you know is going to be very exciting to see how Denver goes about that route. But then you have a lot of money to sit on. There's going to be a new salary cap next year. It's going to rise exponentially with these TV deals. Denver has the opportunity to maybe extend one or two guys in season, but then extend some of these bigger guys. If Vaughn's playing really great, if Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, those guys play great, Denver can lock those guys up. Vaughn could get a two- to three-year extension, retire as a Bronco. Obviously, we see the term now, voidable years. Look, the salary cap no longer exists, but if you have the space... You could do so much more with it. It's like infinite money in GTA. But the Broncos, I think, have done a really good job. George Payton has come in. The culture shifting. Obviously, you know, I've had a couple conversations with Broncos players. They're really excited about what George has done so far. There's excitement, right? The first day of free agency, New England's out here making all these moves. Everyone's freaking out. Oh my gosh, the New England Patriots, they are going all in. They're going to try to get back to the Super Bowl. These are Super Bowl moves. And everyone's like, how come the Broncos aren't doing anything? You don't want to be the first guy, right? The loudest guy in the room tends to be the most annoying, right? You want to be the guy that makes those power, those loud moves, but you don't have to say anything about it. George Payton, in my opinion, he did that. And so on paper right now, Patrick, I think that Denver has a legitimate defense. I think that they've got a perennial top five defense. And if they can play healthy football, if they can play to the standard we know Vic Fangio's defense demands of them while staying healthy, Even if you have average quarterback play, this is a team, in my opinion, that can and should make the playoffs, even as a wild card. They can contend for the AFC West. Now, I know there's going to be Chiefs fans, Chargers fans, Raider fans, you know, that are like, eh, you got Raider Cody out there. Who the hell is that guy? No one knows. No one cares who Raider Cody is. He's ripping you off, man. You're Broncos, Cody. He... (laughs) He's just the unbelievable man. But, you know, the the (laughs) thing is, is that Denver has made some moves, I think, to push the needle in the AFC West. No, they ha- they absolutely have. And and like you said, sometimes it's the quiet moves that make the biggest sounds, right? Bringing in Kyle Fuller, that's a I mean, that's a big move, but it really was quiet. I mean, there were other teams that were vying for uh for his services. And there's still other moves to make. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to be on some of these other uh some of these other guys, but bringing back Kareem Jackson you know, even after the, you know, declining the option and, oh, there's this big stink about, well, who are you going to get to replace him? Well, 
George Payton said, you know what? It was just a it was just a, a form a formality. You know, we're just going to decline your option, let you hit the market for a few days, and then we're going to bring you back. Right. But How smart did that look? Because Anthony Harris, one year, five million dollars, completely said it. Big brain moves. <laughs> big brain. George Payton is out here making big brain moves. There's there's one guy that's on the free agent market right now, you know, who who kind of seems like he might be a good option. You know, we lost Jeremiah Tauchu to uh, to Chicago and, and, you know, I wish him the best of luck. Uh, but, you know, the Cowboys told <laughs> told Alden Smith today that, yep. you know, that they're not going to re-sign him. And, and that's a guy who Vic Fangio has worked with in the past. He worked really well with him. You know, he does have some of that uh, that off-field stuff in the past, and he seems to have moved forward with it. If that's a guy that George Payton can look at and say, hey, you know, we can get you in on a one-year deal. Hey, why not? I mean, why not? He's he's worked in this system before. Have him replace a Tauchu. That's extra insurance for for Von Miller. That's extra insurance for Bradley Chubb. And then you still have Malik Reed coming off the bench in that rotational role. I mean, it, like you said, Peyton is making these moves that don't seem like they're you know like they're a lot. I, I've I've read a couple of articles from people around uh, around the NFL media that aren't really high on these moves, but they're very smart moves. Cornerback was one of the positions that we struggled with the most last year, and and with Bryce Callahan's health and, you know, even with Ronald Darby's health, he still made sure that there were plenty of guys available. And yeah, they might move Michael Ojemudia to safety and, and at least get him those reps because the more versatile you are, the more that they can use you. Parnell Motley is still a guy that will be in, you know, he'll still be around. That's still a guy that they can develop. Um, but this all of these moves that George Payton has made, they do make me very excited for this defense. I mean, this is a scary defense. If I went upstairs and I put this defense into Madden right now, the game would probably implode. I mean, it, he's making a lot of big brain moves, and we'll see what he does in the draft. But I, I think he's going to shore up some positions, um, and, and I think he's going to try and maybe allocate some uh, some future pet draft picks. I won't delve too much into that, but uh, I, I think he's trying his best to set us up for the future. His contract that he got was obvious that the team has trust in him long-term and wants him to build this into a perennial playoff contender every year. He did say they were a sleeping giant in Broncos country. We're going to get in that conversation a little bit more. We're going to talk about one of the moves that was not really taken well by fans coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NFL may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, as if Nikola Jokic if his odds shouldn't be high enough to win the NBA MVP, I mean, it's clearly rigged. We're, you know, we're all voting for Nikola Jokic here, and BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, Pat, you were talking a little bit a moment ago about George Payton, the moves that he has made on the defensive side of the ball. I want to throw a little bit of a quick question before we get into our conversation on Philip Lindsay. Uh, on paper right now, do you believe that this Broncos defense, as is in 2019, on paper, when you compare it to the 2018 Chicago Bears, who's got the better roster? 
in my opinion right now, you can make the, I think the biggest argument is what about linebackers, right? Because Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, those dudes are dogs, right? You yeah. can make the argument there, but I would say the Broncos defensive line, the Broncos secondary, oh, I mean, part of that secondary was in Chicago, but I think the Denver secondary now completely outmatches that 2018 Chicago unit. I I love that you said that because I was actually going to say that too. You know, go. you can cancel out Bryce Callahan, you can cancel out Kyle Fuller because those two guys they were in Chicago. So then you have to look at the other nine guys, right? Um, I mean, it Chicago had a, a lot of great players that year. I mean, you had Khalil Mack, you had Akeem Hicks, you mentioned Trevathan and Roquan Smith. Um, but I think you know Darby is an upgrade at that other cornerback spot. Uh, I think the the defensive line is a lot better. You know, Akeem Hicks is a hell of a player. Um, but then, you know, you have Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, who turned into one of the league's best one tech interior defensive linemen out of nowhere. Thank you, Vic Fangio. And then you have Draymond Jones, who is coming along very nicely and was really one of the more unsung heroes of last season. If he was healthy last year, I mean, you're looking at an eight to 10 sack season from him in his second season as an interior defensive lineman. That's insane. And then you have Bradley Chubb off the edge. I can't remember who was there, uh, who the other edge was. It was Leonard Floyd. Give me Bradley Chubb over Leonard Floyd. Uh, and, and I mean, you can really cancel out Von Miller and and uh, Khalil Mack because they're very similar players. Um, you, you know, this is very this is a very scary defense on paper. It, it really is. You know, I know I just said it, but this is a very scary defense. You have two really good safeties and you look at the similarities of how this defense is built versus that Chicago defense. You have two really good safeties. They had Amos and Eddie Jackson. We have Justin Simmons and Kareem and Kareem Jackson. Um, they had corners that can play very well in in man. They can play very well in uh, in zone coverage. And then you have a nickelback who is really good at playing the passing lanes and can come off the edge. You have two really good pass rushers who are good at containing the edge. And then you have an interior presence. I think the linebackers get us. Alexander Johnson's very good, but Josie Jewell still has some way to go. He had, he had a great season last year. I'm not going to knock him, but uh, you know it's hard to compare him to Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. But, well, you uh, mentioned yeah. you mentioned Bryce Callahan as a nickelback, and this is how Bryce reminds me, you know, of who I really am. I'm, you know, love the love the whole <laughs> cornerback thing. There, I know we're making nickelback jokes here in the podcast, folks. You know, we're getting silly now, but uh, you know, Pat, really, the the final conversation I, w- I want to have with you here today, uh, because this puts it in a lot of perspective. Uh, you, myself, Mario, you know, we have a lot of respect for Phil Lindsay's journey into the NFL. We, you know, and the unfortunate business decision that Denver made to, you know, pay Melvin Gordon last year, kind of put the writing on the wall. And then how Phil was utilized this past season in Pat Shermer's offense made it even seem even more bleak about his future. George Payton obviously doing right by him, allowing him to be able to test the market and actually get paid in comparison to rather being held hostage in terms of his contract. I know Denver wanted him back, but, you know, he probably wasn't going to have much of a role in Denver this year offensively, which is really weird to think. Uh, really just your kind of quick thoughts on the decision from, you know, someone who is a fan of the team, who, who covers the team, and, and also just from a football perspective. You know, that one hurt. Um, it, it did. But we did see the writing on the wall, like you said, last season. Um, after the Atlanta game, it, came, it, it became yeah. pretty apparent that they were going to move on from him. He was healthy. They only gave him four carries. 
and I heard his disdain personally. And it, my heart hurts for him because this was a guy who worked so hard just to get to training camp. And this was a guy who worked so hard in training camp to get a to get the 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 nod that you're gonna not only be um, on the roster, but eventually like the starting guy. He started week one of that season. I saw his first yeah. NFL touchdown live and in person, and it, it hurt. However, when I look at the football side of it, I understand the direction that they were going. Um, Melvin Gordon was a lot better in the late half of the season than he was in the first half of the season. You know, he, he was he was just the better player. Um, and granted, they didn't really give Phil all of those opportunities. I mean, there were a few games where it was like 16 carries and 16 carries, and like, that's fine. But it's clear that they wanted to give Melvin Gordon more of the lion's share. Um, also, his struggles in pass protection were a big thing um, that they made pretty obvious. Um and, and, you know, seeing him not be in a Broncos uniform is going to be weird. Seeing him in a Texans uniform is going to be bizarre. Let's, let's talk about this real yeah. quick. Out of all the teams, I don't know what his market really commanded. I don't know what other teams reached out to him. But I, I look at what Houston is doing. They're in such a, a negative flux right now with where they're at. And obviously the whole Deshaun Watson thing is another big issue there. Yeah. They got Tyrod Taylor who's going to be their quarterback more than likely this year. But they already have like four running backs. They signed a couple of running backs. What, what, if you could try to put a spin on it, I can't imagine why Philip Lindsay would go to Houston. I don't understand it. I, I have no idea either. I really thought he was going to get a longer deal than that too. Um, I really thought he was going to get at least a two or a three year deal. Um, and I really didn't see him going to a team like Houston unless their new offense is going to be, you know, a, a very much like an inside zone, um, type of offense, especially with Tyrod Taylor there, you're probably going to see a lot of read option um, zone. It's read. so weird. It, it's very strange. And, and for a guy like Phil, he really thrived in that outside zone Shanahan offense, right? Yeah. So all of us, I mean, you, me, and, and Mario really thought San Francisco is going to be the spot. Arizona. And then when, and then when, yeah, when Arizona didn't retain Kenyon Drake and they let him go to Vegas, I thought, you know what? This is it. Like I was it's a waiting, no-brainer. I was waiting for the notification to come through, and it didn't, and I was shocked. Um, you know, it, it, it's got to be something with philosophy. It's got to be something because we and again, we really thought that he was going to go somewhere where he was going to be the guy. He was going to be the the starter. Um, Miami was another place that was a, a maybe he's going to go there. Yeah. Um, but it's just bizarre. Like they still have Duke Johnson. They still, you know, who's a, a, a receiving and, and rushing threat. Um, they still have David Johnson, who is. You know, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for him. So you're probably not going to start over him. It, it was just really bizarre. But I do want to say I wish Phil the best. I, I wish him all the success in the world. Yes. There is not there is not a Denver Broncos player that has been more beloved since I think maybe Rod Smith, um, who just 
you know, the, these are guys that work so hard to get to where they're at. That undrafted chip on their shoulder attitude. I'm the the biggest thing that I'm going to miss about Phil is him. You know, after a big run, guy knocks him out of bounds, and he just stands up with his little five eight five nine self, and he's just barking like he's a six foot two dog. You know, that is the type of mentality that you want out of your running backs. He's a hell of a guy, one of the nicest guys I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, and, and I really do hope that he has success in Houston, but it does baffle me a little bit. It, it has to be a change in offensive scheme or something that that made him make that decision. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was one of those head scratchers. And obviously, you know, there's nobody. I, I think that regardless, I think even if Philip Lindsay comes back ever to play against the Broncos, Broncos fans are going to root for Philip Lindsay to rush for 200 yards. Broncos still win, but Philip Lindsay has a big game. I think that's uh, what a lot of Broncos fans have told me. But, you know, you, you're not going to find a guy who works hard. You're not going to find a guy who's just a, a great, humble dude, chip on his shoulder, doesn't talk smack. He, he does it on the field. And then, you know, like he said, when he, when he does something and defenders are drawn, he'll pop off. I remember remember him him and Patrick Peterson a few years ago on Thursday Night Football that was fun to watch but Patrick thank you so much my friend for jumping in today's podcast next time we got to get Mario in here as well I know he's got the in-laws in town and they're Chiefs fans so you know he's going through the gambit right now with everything there but uh but with that said Broncos country thank you so much for tuning in today's episode Lockdown Broncos and your favorite podcast provider just a reminder the Kyle Fuller film review is up 30 minutes of film breakdown on the Broncos newest edition at cornerback on YouTube and make sure like I said you guys hit that subscribe button for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage here on Lockdown Broncos. With that said, we'll see you tomorrow for a very Friday special edition episode of Lockdown Broncos.